Two yeah. Pantsers. We're talking about the blob. The blob. Ooh. I uh, I watched the movie this time, Chris. I, I know. I saw your, your live uh, tweets or whatever. I was like, man, that razzing really got to him. <laughs> no, Although, to I, be uh, fair, you had to watch this one. I had to. Well, I had to watch it. I, it's I, like. When I, when I skip them, I generally, they're movies that I watch enough where I have most of it in my memory bank. This has been a, a while, so I definitely want oh, to. Oh, yeah. Hey, I had to rewatch it, too. And I'm glad yeah. I did. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. It's like even better than I remembered it being. Yes. Yeah. And I, I remember like, like I said, being, you know, scared, but also just loving the movie. And now I'm like, I can't believe I don't own the movie. I can't believe that I can't just watch it whenever I want. Yeah. That's weird. You couldn't find it anywhere. Eh? No streaming services. Not one. Why? What is well, I, I mean, I guess it could have been on shutter but I, i'm not on shutter it's not on shutter then yeah so you know no netflix yeah it's on nothing um i could have watched beware the blob <laughs> oh the sequel is that yeah. is that the sequel to this one or the original no that's the sequel to the original the original so yeah. that was the 70s i think that one right no, I think that was actually right around the 60s. It oh, was yeah? fairly quick. It was you fairly quick. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, it might have still been in black and white. So it's old. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I was I was going to say. Like, uh, So revisiting this, we're revisiting uh, the thing next week. Yeah. Um, the 80s was a crazy cool time for horror movies. Like. Yeah. It started in the 70s. Well, I mean, it started like in the fucking 30s, actually. Really, in the 30s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But its resurgence hit mid-70s. But that I feel like a lot of that was more slasher movies. Yeah, they were. You know, so they're uh, more suspenseful, gory movies as opposed to straight-up horror. Except for Halloween. Like I said in previous camcasts, Halloween is the definition of horrifying just for the way the shape uh, moved about. And nobody noticed him friggin' eight foot tall behemoth middle of the day no less <laughs> nobody sees him nobody notices him just, that's horrifying that's absolutely horrifying yeah um peeking well, around like you know, bushes like, and then sorry leatherface came out uh, two or three years before michael myers right texas chainsaw massacre that's right that's yeah. right and then before that was Black Christmas. I think Black Christmas is technically considered the first slasher movie. Um, yeah, that's a slasher movie. Um, you know, I, I say, well, technically, Psycho was probably the first slasher movie. Because that was like 68. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah. Or like the proto-slasher movie. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Black, uh, sorry, Black Christmas. That was the, the yep. first big one that's acknowledged as being the first slasher flick. And then all these other pretenders, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, not only was it a great time for horror movies, but also a great time for remakes. Yes, like this is a great is an absolute great remake, which I feel is far superior than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and only now, like in the last couple of years, has it been acknowledged as such. Early, like when this came out, it, it bombed. It got horrible reviews. Um, the fly, another one better than the original. The yep. thing, the thing. Uh, another one 
better than the original. Like it's just like boom, boom, boom. It was a crazy decade. Like like you said, like slashers kind of had their thing in the late seventies into the eighties. Like the later eighties, that was like that was creature features and body horror. Creature features, body horror. Um, yeah, because you had like Nightmare on Elm Street. You had Child's Play. You know. Yep. You and then you had later uh, iterations of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, which started getting more into the horror gore. Yep. Um. Yeah, like, oh man, just craziness, craziness. Um. But yeah, like I was watching this, and I was, I was just my mind was just revisiting those moments as a child watching this at your house. <laughs> Going, There's like that's the scene. That's so the scene. many <laughs> iconic scenes. Like I uh, in the entire intro to the blob when the meteor crashes and the the old man, like the bum, yeah, with his dog, has the stick and he's just like looking at it, like oh. And then all of a sudden, it just moves up on him. I was like, oh. And I always, I'll never forget the scene where, uh, what's his face, uh, Paul Taylor. Yeah. Uh, the actor, yeah, his character's name was Paul Taylor. The jock, he like pulls the blanket over, and it's just like literally this part of the torso, the guy's head, and that's it. Everything else is like eating away like acid, yeah. and then it's above like so many iconic yeah. scenes. That, like, above, that, that above part where it comes down on him and then she sees him and his face is just in there ah! and she's pulling on his arm and his arm yeah, is and he's like oh. his nose is all and he's melting as he's like trying to get her to save him and she like literally rips his arm off because of it like I was like oh so the, sick. the telephone booth scene yes oh that and the um and the sink scene right before it sink scene is another one like all these horrible death scenes the theater scene the sewer scene like it's like like this it's, whole movie it's got some memorable kills that all oh, the guy with the in the car putting his hand down his girlfriend's shirt yeah exactly <laughs> like oh and then her face starts to scrunch up like oh, it just explodes oh i feel oh. like this is an entire Campcast of us just talking about what grossed us out. The whole movie it, was gross. It's a gross movie, but it's you know what? It's it's so friggin' fun. Like the special effects are incredible. Yeah. Like it still looks really, really well done. It looks amazing. There's only a couple shots in the movie where you could tell it was clearly like overlapping on a blue screen type of deal. Yeah, there's but, but even then it's one of those where you're just like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, but okay. It was the eighty eight. I mean it looks insane. Yeah. When you compare that to some of the movies that came out in the early 90s, like this tops them. <laughs> oh. And you know what's funny too is like like all of the remakes change the movie just enough yeah. to stand on their own. Right. So it's not like a shot for shot remake. Like I like how this one, they play it like it's an alien in the first half of the movie. But then when all the uh, government agents show up, then you find out that it was a biological weapon that got out of control that got out of their uh their control. I was like, that's so cool. They made it their own. It's and you know, same with the fly, like the fly it was just it wasn't supposed to be like uh the Brundle, Seth Brundle. It wasn't yep. supposed to be like that. Brundle fly, I should say, sorry, but you know, more so and they added some things, but like it's just oh man. 
I, I love it when they do it and it's its own movie. It stands on its own feet. Like even if you never knew these were remakes, yeah. you'd be like, this is awesome. And then you could watch the remakes and maybe appreciate them or maybe not or whatever, but it's still, it's still there. I mean, I've gone back and watched the originals and, and they're all like, for the time they were made, they're all fantastic too. Yeah. Like the original blog is like from 56 or something, like the year my dad was born. It's just like, it's oh my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the things they were able to do then. Exactly. The I mean, fly, um, the fly is just really cool, like makeup and costume and stuff. Like yeah. the giant fly head with the fly claw, that just looks awesome. Yeah. But then the shots of uh, the fly with the human head and the human hand, really cool too that they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's just one of those where you're like. If you if you didn't like the original fly, I'd be like, okay, that's that's fine, that's fair. But if you don't like the '80s remake, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, like this is so good. Yeah. But even this movie getting the shaft, like critics were all over it, and I'm like, I don't understand how. Yeah, they were- like one of the complaints was that it was uh, like too funny, and I was like, I didn't really think it was that funny. Like a couple of like stuff in the beginning where you're kind of like oh yeah that's kind of funny like the uh oh this scene like in the pharmacy where they're getting the the condoms and mm-hmm. then the reverend shows up and the buddy's uh whatever the buddy's name was he's like oh this is for my friend over there he's too nervous to get condoms here and then it's the pharmacist's daughter that he picks up later <laughs> that was kind of a funny scene and then like when you find out it's the pharmacist's daughter you're like oh that's that's kind of funny, but I wasn't like, this is a rip roaring, hilarious movie. Yeah. It's not, it's not funny. I mean, I've watched so many more horror movies that are like just complete slapstick. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, basically from Leprechaun three up, it's yeah. almost, it's like a gore comedy is all it is. Yeah, exactly. Or even like, uh, Freddy's, uh, Freddy's dead and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that kind of thing where it's like a, I, I don't even want to say horror comedy because it's not even scary anymore, but a gore comedy, I think would be a good term for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's like nowhere near even remotely close to that aspect. No, no, I wouldn't say this is funny at all. It's, um, yeah, just a couple of chuckles yeah. at the beginning chuckles, and that's it. Chuckles, which is totally normal because that's the way people are. And then, and also, you're setting the stage for the movie. Yeah, it's okay to be lighthearted at the beginning of the movie, but then once it gets serious, then then it's a little bit different. Exactly. Yep. No. Uh, yeah, this bomb too, right? Oh yeah. I, they even I, tried saying like uh, part of it was that it was towards the end of the summer. And they couldn't get enough marketing for it or whatever. They they basically kind of said, like, Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont both were just kind of like, we shouldn't have made it as funny. And it was kind of the end of the season. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, now now they're like, well, they acknowledge that it's it's better than they gave it credit for. And like I said, now, like, it, with fresh eyes, it's like, this is, this is great. And I, but I remember, like, like I said, as a kid, just being like, whoa. And I'm not normally one for, I mean, I shouldn't say not normally. I am more for horror than, say, most people, but I'm not like, 
like a diehard horror guy. Yeah. And that, but that's one of those movies where I'm like, I could watch that every day for the rest of my life and be happy. Yeah. I know. It's great. Like, like I said, I didn't realize how great it was. Like I knew I, I, I enjoyed it. Yes. But now yes. after watching this, I'm like, this is practically on the same level as the thing in all these other movies. Like it's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to the thing though. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to it. Like, I'm just like, Oh man, I really like, I don't want to hype it up too much though. Cause I don't want to watch it to be like, I mean, it's good. Special effects are incredible, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like it's going to be right up there with uh, the blob and the fly as being like, those are my go-to horror flicks. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was a nice little streak there. Awesome remix. Was yeah. that? Was the fly successful? I re- I don't remember us really discussing box office. Yes. Yeah, it was successful. Uh, I can't remember how much. I'm gonna move away I for know just a the minute. Thing also got critically uh, annihilated and, and bombed. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Mm. Strange. Because the uh... oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, so the budget was approximately nine to fifteen, and it made sixty point six billion. Okay, so it, it did good. It cleaned house. Or sorry, sixty point six million. I said billion, but billion. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew a million. So it it did really <laughs> well, and. Uh, I believe it also scored high as well. Yeah, it was critically acclaimed. Yeah. Critically acclaimed. Like they even say, despite being a gory remake of a classic made by a controversial non-mainstream director, the film was a commercial success. Yeah, he was pretty, uh, He's. I mean, he's always been non-mainstream, but I guess that was definitely his biggest... That was right, yeah. Ray right into the mainstream, eh? Look, look the fly. It was his uh, biggest movie because yeah. of it too. Like box office, like it was the highest grossing for him. Yeah, highest like because if you watch a Cronenberg movie and then you watch this, like I, I don't know if you would be able to tell if you didn't know Cronenberg did any of the other movies that he did or this one. I don't know if you'd be able to tell. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think I've watched a lot of his stuff. I've watched a lot of it, and The Fly is on a completely different level. Because, like, uh, what is it Blue Velvet? That's one of his, isn't it? Uh, No, that's Lynch, right? That's right. That's Lynch. Why am I getting that well, guy? Carnberg was, like, Dead Ringers and Rabbit and, uh, fuck, what else did he do? Scanners as well? I, I think... Yeah, he did a lot of body horror. He's a body horror guy. I think, yeah, I think he did oh, scanners. He, he did that uh, that movie, Existence, or whatever it's called. But oh, it's- Existence. That's right. No, now that I'm now that I'm recalling some of the stuff that he has done, I yeah. think yeah, you can you can say that it's a Cronenberg movie. You could kind of go, yeah, it's a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, Cronenberg movie, but with like mainstream Hollywood budget quality. <laughs> Yeah, and just excellent casting, like really. Oh yeah, that's one of the things. Like I, I uh, hesitate, like if they ever actually do a remake, even though they keep talking about it, 
it's like part of the reason why the movie was so good was like Goldblum's weirdness. Like Goldblum was Goldblum when he's Seth Brundle. Before he becomes uh, Brundlefly, he's just Jeff Goldblum doing what he does in every movie. And it's awesome. Anyone who says otherwise can shut their mouths. But uh, the second that he starts becoming Brundlefly and he starts doing ticks and like weird fly gestures and things like that, it's like, like I don't know how many other actors would do it that well because he doesn't make it look like he's trying to do it. He's just doing it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I don't know how many actors would go that route. And I mean, I know I'm saying like, I don't want it to be a shot for shot remake, but there are some things where I'm like, eh. you know, it's got to look gotta look cool you know they probably they probably flip the uh, the gender or something to make it different these days well that's i mean as well as an example in uh amazing spider-man uh what's his face that guy's name uh dainty han nope in amazing spider-man one the actor who played peter parker and spider-man oh andrew garfield yes andrew garfield in his initial stages of becoming Spider-Man, like when he gets bit, he starts doing weird little tick things that uh, that Goldblum did. Not yep. the exact same, but he gets like weird little twitches and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. You know, and then once he's able to adapt to the changes, then he becomes, you know, smoother and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you need a guy who thinks like that kind of stuff. Right. No, for sure. Um, Speaking of which, so the blob we mentioned, uh, 88 classic. I mentioned uh, Chuck Russell, but he was uh, the director, as well as he and Frank Darabont wrote the screenplay. Um, Chuck Russell is actually kind of cool because he also did The Mask and Eraser. Yeah. Two great fucking movies. Very small, like, filmography when you look at it, but yeah. Yeah, Darabont didn't have a lot either. Uh, I didn't really feel like listing his. He doesn't Nothing have, really uh, stood out. Yeah. Uh, when we get to the cast, though, like, oh, man. Poor Kevin Dillon. First thing uh, Michelle said when she saw him was like, oh, he's ugly. <laughs> and, he, and he, like, I mean, granted, in Entourage, he's got the facial hair. Yes. Which is smart because it covers up the weirdness of his face but he had the weirdest distinction of looking almost too old for this movie in some scenes and almost too young for this movie in others i was like this is fucking weird he looked haggard in every scene but uh but him as brian flag i thought that was a cool name but i go ahead say it i I don't want to take it from you the hair wasn't helping either yeah, but the hair also helped helped you know how much of a badass he was. Oh yeah, full on like Nightwing '90s mullet. <sighs> I love too how uh, they keep talking about how hot it is in this area, and there he is. Like you see him at the beginning of the movie, in the middle of the day. Yeah, a fucking leather jacket, smoking and drinking, Jeez. and I was like, he's not even like sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Now, granted, I mean, I complained about uh, how everyone was like sweating in Predator Two, and they don't make and they they talk about the heat wave and everyone's sweating, but nobody's sweating in this movie. 
<laughs> you couldn't afford it in the sweat budget. I mean, I you know, he doesn't have to be pouring sweat, but something. <laughs> yeah, so with that many layers, yeah, something. Yeah, so we got Kevin Dillon as Brian Flag with yeah. two G's. We've got uh, Shawnee Smith, who I've always had a crush on because of this movie. Same here. She's Meg, Meg Penny. Uh, I didn't get the entire cast. I got a lot of the... I, no, I think, I mean, you grabbed those two, and that's you're pretty much good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I mentioned Donovan Taylor. Yeah. yeah, Paul Taylor, which is Donovan Leach. But uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, Sheriff Herb Geller, which I forgot was in this movie. Yeah, uh, Candy Clark. Holy crap! Him dying like off screen—that that blew me away. I know. I was like, wait. I actually uh, rewound it because I'm like, I don't remember seeing him die. And then I was like, oh, because you don't. Yeah, you just see his face floating in the freaking blob. Yeah, oh. which was cool. Like the stuff they did with that, like the half digested body parts and stuff. I was like, man, that's so cool. Yeah. We're like, uh, well, like we mentioned uh, the dude, like when he's trying to cop a feel. Cause she's passed out and he's like yeah. all dirtbag about it. And then when he gets, uh, obviously he gets eaten later, you see his class ring and the necklace floating in the blob. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Like all these little touches that they added. I only mentioned Candy Clark for two reasons. One, cause Michelle was like, did she go into porn right after that with that name? Which is funny. It's hilarious. And other than, and also because she's like one of the nicest people in the movie and she yeah. dies horribly. She, the only one that died worse than her was the fucking cook in the sink. Yeah. He got it so bad. I feel like hers was quick, but it was still such like a, like, ah, oh, the nice lady got it. That's yeah. That's why it's worse is because like, well, both of, both of them were both really super nice, but she's like, she was going to hook up with the sheriff she was super nice to Brian Flagg when no one else was, you know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't even like begrudgingly. She just was willingly like, Hey, yeah, I'll make you a sandwich or whatever, whatever works for you. Do you want pie? If you don't, I'm throwing it out. That kind of thing. I was like, Oh, it's super cute. He's got like a mom figure because his mom is not really much of one, <laughs> you know? And, and then, and for her, like, yes, it was quick, but it was still just like, no, why? I know. I like, Oh, I remember. I felt worse about her dying than I did about the the brother's buddy, and he was a kid. Nuts! Oh man, I was watching the the it remake, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe they showed violence against a kid like that." And then you watch this; there's a fucking kid melting. <laughs> yeah, his his was a rough death, and that was gross to see it. But I was still like, I felt so bad for Fran Hewitt. That was her name. Uh, I only got four more. So Del Close as Reverend Meeker. Right, yep. Art LaFleur. I only brought this up because Art LaFleur uh, has been in a ton of things. And he always plays like a big tough guy. And in this movie, he's a dad and a pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Seneca as uh, Dr. Meadows. And Paul McCrane as Deputy Bill Briggs. There's others, but eh. Yep. eh. Yeah, I think we've already talked about all the deaths. <laughs> there might be like two or three. There's like two or three that we've missed. Yeah, probably. We'll we'll, we'll think of them as we go along. But but like even if we don't talk about the deaths for a minute, or even about the special effects, like from start to finish, this is actually like a really good movie. Yes. Like 
I don't have any issues with the plot or the dialogue. I don't have any issues at all with this movie. And it's not even like uh, I'm biased because I love the movie so much. Uh, I can acknowledge if a movie's terrible and I still love it. <laughs> or if it's like really, really dumb and it's like, yeah, no, I know, but it's great for these reasons. This one is like, it's such a good movie that I'm surprised it did not do as well as it did in the box office. It really is a shame. You know, like, I'm also surprised that it got savaged by the critics because, like, it's genuinely scary. So that's one thing. It's a suspenseful movie. They do a really good job of building up the blob. They, Even though they show it right away, then they don't show it. And then, like, in between uh, it getting bigger. And then when they do show it again and it's much larger, it's much scarier. So it's, like, it's suspenseful. It's scary it's also got like some it's also gory oh my god the special effects are so like so gory oh it is gory you know and then on top of that you have like a wicked conspiracy film as well you know yep you even have like the uh final girl trope because she ends up she's not really ever saved in this movie she's always leading the action you know she goes to save her boyfriend then immediately she goes to tell people about what happened because nobody believes her. She tries to track down Flag because he's the only one that kind of saw what she saw. Yep. Right? So she's like pushing, pushing, pushing. And even when like Flag goes to take off, like he gets away type of thing. This is before like they realize how crooked the government guys are. Shocker, I know. But it was like she kept pushing. And then even at the end, like she's a big reason why they were able to win, which I thought was crazy refreshing. That end is and, awesome, man. Like when she oh. when she's there with the freaking gun and like going at it, I was like, wow, she's really channeling her uh, inner Ellen uh, Ripley. Like she even had a fucking uh, a tagline, and I wish I I wrote it down because I was yeah. like, oh, she had her own catchphrase. That's the yeah. one. It was so great. I mean, I probably got it right here on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. I was going all out while watching that. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, he's really... Oh, my first thought was, he's doing this so that I know he watched the movie. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I wasn't even thinking about that. But like I said before, like in all fairness, if we want to do like a follow-up camcast on like any of the Spider-Man movies, any of the Bourne movies, I, I won't need to rewatch them. No. I probably will just because it's part of the routine of just... Re- <laughs> Those movies are just on my internal Rolodex. I won't jump into the end too quick, but there is some nice foreshadowing with the priest there scooping up. The, there the is leftovers foreshadowing all throughout this movie. Oh yeah, like they hit you with snow references at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the part with the reverend the thing i loved about it was that like when you're introduced to the reverend right away you're creeped out by him yeah and it's not just his appearance although that helps it's how he acts too like like i definitely got vibes when he was talking with that uh, the the buddy there in the corner store i got vibes that he was like definitely doing stuff that made this guy weirded out to the point where he's like "Ah, it's not me (laughs) 
it's that guy over there that's having that dirty premarital sex. I would never, you know, and I was like, it's, I guess it's just weird to see a priest command that much fear, I guess, in this day and age. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, so that part, you know, like when you int- you're introduced to him, you're immediately just like, oh, but then later when he manages to get a piece of the frozen uh, blob, you're just like, what the, f-? like, why would he, like, why would you do that kind of thing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Right. He goes in there looking for people and then just finds these pink crystals and takes them and leaves. Yeah. And just manages to scoop up one and, and takes it with him and, and gets out of there or no couple. He took a couple. Yeah, that's he took right. A couple. Yeah. Um, but even that part I thought was really cool. Like when they find when like, cause at this point the blob is in the diner and uh, he's already killed the, the cook. And now uh, Meg and Brian split away from Fran, right? Meg yeah. and Brian go into the cold storage room or the freezer room. And then it can't get to them because it can't stand the cold. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was really- oh, I forgot to mention the sound effects that they use for the blob to make it sound almost like a human, but at the same time, like it was a weird, like almost biomechanical sound. I thought, yeah, it was really cool. It actually kind of had like the sound of a whale or something. Yeah, but what I really like too is that it starts off sounding one thing, like in the beginning, and then the bigger it gets, it's changing its sound as it goes, like to the point where it almost feels like it's growling when it's in the sewer and it's trying to like literally create a mouth to get yeah. to Shawnee Smith's character. And then when like the government guy's distracted, it's just like, you know, and it takes off. But I was like, Oh, they did like, again, like I said, like it's a well thought out movie. They pretty much covered all the bases. I mean, for them to think like, this is what it's going to sound like when it's this big, to this is what it's going to sound like when it's going to take over an entire city. Like when it's at that stage where the government guys are literally like, we're going to just napalm the city at this point, you know, yeah, it sounds completely different. And it's like, you didn't have to do that. And I don't think anyone would have noticed it or anything, but the fact that they did, I go, okay. Like this was legit. Like they, they make it seem like they kind of just did the movie and it wasn't really anything special, but they, put a lot of heart into this so it's like i feel like they must have been like fuck i can't believe this movie didn't do better you know i I, they must have right and it must have been like a way for them to try and save face where they're just kind of like ah you know it was the end of the summer and you know maybe we made it too funny type of thing whereas like in reality i feel like they must have just been like how did it not at least make its budget like i know you hear chuck russell talk about it now and and like he loved the movie. You could tell just the way he talks about it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I mean. Like, so like now he can say like, Oh yeah, no, I loved it. You know? And well, whatever. But I'm like, Oh, like some of these, uh, jump cut horror flicks, actually most of them don't have half the heart that this movie did. Right. You know, and they're making so much money. They're making money because their budgets are so small. And it's like, this movie bombed? I know. Fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. It's like, and it's funny too, because I, I love The Mist, right? And The Mist is Frank Darabont. And yeah, now, that's... Now that I've rewatched The Blob, I can see 
shades of the blob in the mist, like mm-hmm. the small town and like just the community all coming together and yeah, yeah. That's actually uh, I was gonna say like that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when uh, you know uh, Brian and Meg and the one lone scientist that was like like yeah no we were totally gonna destroy all of you and they're in the sewer and they back the truck on top of the the um, manhole cover yep. to prevent them from coming out and then like he grabs the sort of mini bazooka <laughs> and blows the whole thing up and then as soon as he comes out and he's just like it's all a lie like this is bullshit um you know it's a like they they want you to think it's an alien but it's not it's something they fucked up they wanted to make a weapon and then the whole city just kind of goes yeah i'm with that guy in the leather jacket yeah <laughs> fuck you you know and i thought that was a really cool but then like i said uh in terms of how the movie is i love like right at the beginning when sheriff herb geller has like they have brian in cuffs you know and uh bill briggs i only included bill briggs just because i like paul mccrane he always seems to play a douchebag (laughs) (laughs) but even he was starting to turn over to brian flag at the end of the movie which i thought was really cool but like so i started to get back to the scene you know they're like briggs is trying hard to pin this on flag and at one point you know, Heller or Geller goes, we got to let him loose. You know, we don't have any evidence. And yeah. this, he's not, he doesn't do stuff like that. He's not a killer. He doesn't have any blood on him. There's none of this. And he's not a killer. This isn't him. And I was like, that's really cool because they have that sort of interplay at the beginning where he's like kind of busting his chops about how he's no longer in juvie and he's going to go to jail for good. Right. Yeah. But within minutes, he's like, he's not the killer like he wouldn't do this at all you know so then later like i said to have briggs starting to side with brian flag it's like that's really cool that this city was it like this town was literally like no we'll side with him you know you guys are liars fuck you (laughs) but never mind the fact that like it makes sense they're the only ones wearing contamination suits no one else is yeah. yeah, the whole end of that movie, actually, I totally forgot about the whole government thing. So when that started popping up in the movie, I was like, "Whoa!" So did I, though. I I forgot yeah. about that too. Like I, and when that happened, I was like, "Oh, that's right." And then I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's right. It wasn't an alien. It was man-made." Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, so cool. Covering it Plus, up. I, I like how we have a stinger ending with that as well. Yeah, they could have easily, I, I mean, too bad this wasn't successful because they could have easily had a sequel. They had it set up for a crazy sequel, too. Yeah. Like, whew, I remember even as a kid when I got to that part, I was like, oh, that's going to be crazy. Like, if this movie was like this, like, oh, you know, um, fuck, I just, yeah. I it can't was, get over how really great this shame. movie is. It's really oh. a shame it wasn't successful. Oh, I know. I know. This is one of those movies where, like, if uh, if they're like, hey, you want to see the blob in the drive-thru I'd be, or drive-in movie? I'd be like, yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> if, if the drive-ins return next year, I'm going to definitely pitch this movie to them. Play the- see that on the big screen? Yep. Oh. Oh. One can hope. Yeah. 
I like I even remember the scene where uh, it's funny how some scenes like when you watch as a kid stick with you. So like the scene where uh, in the the diner when the cook is like about to dig into the the backed up sink. Yep. Ever since I saw that movie, anytime I've had to put my hand in something like that, I always flash to the blob, and I'm always just like. Half the second, they're like, oh, I better not. And then I'm like, what, what is wrong with you? It's a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I still I hesitate because, you know, that was the last thing he did. He went he went in, he went, what the hell? And then that was it. It grabbed him by the fucking head. Oh, just pulled him through. It was pulling so hard, it took off his sock and his shoe before it got to his foot. Like, that's crazy. Oh, man. I remember waking up at your house and like, well not waking up because I couldn't sleep I was like four in the morning I was feeling so sick because the movie scared me so bad so I'm walking through your house and I'm not really like I don't know where anything is it's pitch black I get to the bathroom I get to the toilet and I'm just staring at the fucking sink in that bathroom (laughs) I so vividly remember just looking at that sink and going I don't trust you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's a good horror movie that years later you're still just like yeah that scared the fucking shit out of me yeah oh man yeah i got you know those childhood memories of this and, and jaws and yeah yeah wow the ending was awesome though like i love that they got to that freezer truck yeah and then exploded the freezer truck. Like that, I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, especially when uh, Brian grabs the truck in the first place. Like, as soon as he busts through, I was like, yes! I know. It was that's awesome. awesome. And that is so cool. Flooring it towards the blob. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to jump out of the truck. And he just rides it in. And I was like, why are you riding it in? Jump out of the truck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or sorry, I, I forgot to mention the other foreshadowing, like uh, right at the beginning of the movie where he goes to jump the the broken bridge. Yeah. The second I saw that, I'm like, how did I not think he was going to jump it later? <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those little little things where I'm like, I because obviously, why would they show him not making it if they weren't going to have him make it later on? That seems silly. <laughs> It wasn't even that big of a gap. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was, you know, old Harley, like a really old uh, motorcycle. So, you know, yeah, he's, he's got all that hair holding him down. That actually, that was quite a bit of hair. So yeah, that would hold him down. Leather boots, leather jacket. Yeah, there's, yeah. He's probably got at least one or two more beers in there as well. Either way. But yeah, that ending was so good. And it just freezes. The entire thing and it's all in those crystals yeah i was just like oh wow yeah you get to an ice truck real quick now yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> you know and then you get that stinger where the reverend who got like engulfed in the explosion so his face is all fucking gnarly yeah now he's like in the middle of i don't know middle america doing yep. sermons about the coming of the end of the world and he's got the last piece of the blob left. So that's his, like, his hand of God, so to speak. I was like, I, I, I that ending, I remember from my childhood because, like, that's a horrifying ending. 
to know that that's something else out there and to have that feeling that he's not necessarily a good priest. You don't really know, like at that age, I didn't, he didn't know that there was bad priests out there, but you knew that he wasn't a good guy. There was something about him that you knew. And then you get to that ending and you're like, Oh my God. So the sequel would have been horrifying because you know that he would have had religious followers that were going to try to stop people from stopping the blob because it was God's will. And you're just like, like just saying that I'm like, don't say it too loudly. Cause our, you know, 151 followers, one of them might be like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great idea though. That should have been a movie. <laughs> it should have been. I mean, I, I wish Chuck Russell could have got the AOK for that after the success of the, of the mask. Like, Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Like he or and even a racer, because it's not like a racer was a bomb either. Yeah, even that. I don't know if that one did as well though. And now he's like directing Bollywood movies. Yeah, I, know. I saw that. I was like, what is happening? Like, but oh, okay. A movie coming out. And I looked Whatever. at Bollywood movies. <laughs> I mean, whatever, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> fucking Nick Cage is in a movie called Jiu-Jitsu. So really, like, who the fuck knows in 2020? Jiu-Jitsu. Not a single shot of Jiu-Jitsu being done in the whole trailer. <laughs> I actually didn't even watch the trailer because I just went, Nick Cage, and it's Jiu-Jitsu. I was like, at this stage, I should just go back to watching Nick Cage movies instead of this embargo that I have where I don't watch him. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've started uh, watching them again, and they're still fun. And every now and then you come across a good one. <laughs> well, I think it's like I said, it's where, because like, you know, for years he was saying his style of acting is like nouveau shaman or whatever. But I think he just woke up one day and went, everyone thinks I'm crazy anyway. So fuck it. I'll just be myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been trying so hard not to be. So fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. But yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough that it didn't do... Like, it didn't even make its budget, which I thought was mind-blowing. But, I mean, I guess they all can't be winners, right? Did you say, did you say its budget? Oh, no, actually. For some reason, I didn't write that down. Whoa. I'm thinking, like, back then, it, it was probably, to do those shots, it must have been a good 20 mil, I'm thinking. I, w- I could have swore I saw 15 to 20 mil. 15 to 20? Yeah, that's what I would think for late 80s. The blib? No, the blob. And then, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a big cast or anything, so they didn't have an actor to pull any people in. It's not like um, the big name actors. Like, there wasn't really... Oh, uh, 10 million. Oh, budget. Hmm. It made 8.2 million. Oh, my God, that's a shame. Not even Hill. Oh, what the hell? oh what the hell wrong with people in 1988? <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck. There's yeah. Movies making more than that right now, and during COVID. I mean, that's that's sad. Yeah, like one of the oh, like Leonard Malton actually said that it was a needless, if undeniably gooey remake. Yeah, well, Leonard Malton definitely doesn't know everything. Yeah, he does not. Hmm. So, yeah. It couldn't make his budget back. Like, ah. Oh. Not even 10 mil. 
like that's because I feel like if it made its budget back, then the while you could use the like, oh, it's the end of summer, you know, all these other movies came out type thing, blah blah blah. They could still go. I mean, there's a market for it, right? Yeah, I think the problem was the lack of a, a big name actor. Yeah, because I I don't know if Kevin because Dillon really. I don't think he did anything starring after this. I think it was, uh, what was it? The Outsiders? Yeah. Because that had like every young male actor in that movie. Ever? <laughs> <laughs> if you were a young male actor. Because I think, wasn't Tom Cruise in that movie too? Yeah, Tom Cruise is in it. And uh, Matt Dillon as well. <laughs> Matt, Matt Dillon. Uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so uh, basically every young male actor in the 80s. Rob, Rob Lowe is in there. Rob Lowe is in yes. there. That's uh, right. Rob Lowe was in there. Who the fuck else was in there? Emilio Estevez is in there. And I think Charlie Sheen might be in there as well. Well, I mean, if Emilio was in there. Yeah. Emilio! Emilio! Then yeah. why wouldn't Charlie Sheen be in there? <laughs> so, yeah. Literally, every, if you're a young actor, in the a male actor in the 80s, you were in The Outsiders. Yeah. But then I think that's it. I think this was his only starring role. And that was that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it bombed. So they probably thought, oh, well, you you can't hold a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. I mean, like, I think, like, The Fly. If you think, like, you imagine David Cronenberg making The Fly without Goldblum or Gina Davis, and I don't think it would have been as successful. No, it, it wouldn't have been. It you know, wouldn't have been. Like, uh, put Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith in that movie. It's, you know what I mean? No, it, it, it wouldn't have been as good. I mean, because like part of it is like I said with Goldblum, the way he is as an actor, yeah, really made that movie like really made Seth Brundle and Brundle Fly like two distinct characters for one, you know, and then his chemistry with Gina Davis is like off the charts. I mean, Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith had chemistry in this movie for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, but the other part is like, we're kind of talking about two different movies because this is two different characters, right? So them, they're believable in their roles as the, you know, rebel without a care and she's the, you know, headstrong cheerleader. But it's like, I mean, what more could they have done to make this any better? Like, yeah, you could sub out any actor in these roles but I don't think it would have made him much of a difference. Like even a young Tom Cruise, because he wasn't like mega star Tom Cruise at that point. If he was in this role, I don't think it'd be much different. I think the only difference is, is that he's more attractive than Kevin Dillon. I think that's the only thing really, the only real difference at that stage, that would have been it. Although, yeah. I mean, yes, Tom Cruise is a better actor than Kevin Dillon, but I mean, I'm talking like in that stage, I don't, think there was too much of a difference there yeah i mean at that stage no and and i mean kevin dillon could have probably became better if he had the experience but i mean honestly outside of outsiders entourage i don't recall anything he's been in besides this yeah me neither i can't think of anything you know and it's but then again like i'm drawing a blank on movies that i've seen matt dillon in (laughs) well matt dillon i can name a few i mean like what there's something about mary Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Never mind. 
No, no, no. He, uh, he plus actually around that time he was in a bunch of movies. Yeah, like that was like his career resurgence movie. That one. That's right. I was actually. It's funny because I I said Matt Dillon, but for some reason I was thinking Matthew Modine. Oh yeah. Which makes no sense at all, but that's what I was thinking. But yeah, Matt Dillon, of course. <laughs> um, but then it's like Shawnee Smith too. You know, out, outside of this in the Saw franchise, like she returned with Saw. I can't yeah. her in, in anything else. No, me neither. So. I mean, granted, we're talking about two actors that, uh, or actor and actress or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's not like they were, they, I don't think they were ever going to be mega stars. Like, I don't think it's one of those where Shawnee Smith just didn't take the right roles afterwards. Yeah. I think there was just always going to be a point where she was going to be here where other actors would go like, well, okay. Like Tom Cruise, for instance. So Tom Cruise and Kevin Dillon came about or yeah, about the same time, but Tom Cruise continued to get better and better and better. Right. Whereas Dylan kind of stayed the same mm-hmm. until entourage where he got to play like a parody of guys like him, you know, but even that didn't translate to, tons of movie roles either <laughs> and the off chance that kevin dylan sees us we love you we, we think you're great it's just and you you did obviously you do better than us in a movie but uh <laughs> yeah yeah but but think about it like entourage what happened nothing yeah i don't know yeah it's a bummer it's a bummer I, I you know like shawnee smith i don't think she would have ever been like a leading lady as they say um but you could have easily had a lot of like strong supporting roles. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know enough about her. She might have went to school. Yeah, I imagine a career. She probably would have ended up like Linda Hamilton. You know, like outside of the Terminator, she never really had a lot of leading roles. Yeah, I can see that. You know, uh, definitely very much like, and it's like uh, when you say it like that, now it doesn't sound so bad. Right. Like it sounds like I'm shitting on them, but you're right. Like Linda Hamilton outside of Terminator wasn't lead actress in really much of anything no i can think of like maybe a couple other movies she was in plus uh that beauty and the beast tv series with ron Perlman. yeah exactly you know dante's peak yeah. but uh yeah. i would say like that's dueling leads i wouldn't say she's the lead actress yeah like i mean i would say like a lead actress would be like angelina jolie where like she can anchor the movie exactly you know, whereas Linda Linda Hamilton's not really anchoring a movie. Right. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, obviously. Yeah. She hasn't had to want for anything. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's crazy how, how things work, though. Some movies make billions of dollars, and you're like, how is this possible? Then a movie like this, The Blob. I mean, to be fair, I, I you know what? I almost feel like uh, some of the geek panthers out there who have never seen this movie, if you guys watch this movie let us know your honest feedback so maybe maybe we're just super biased maybe we're really so biased that we can't see that it's a garbage movie but i i just don't see that like i really don't see that at all i no i don't see it at all i love this this movie is awesome yeah like it's got everything i want as soon in as it was over i was like i was like thinking and i'm like i don't think there's anything in this i don't like like i was really thinking i'm like this might be a five out of five for me i love this movie this is a five out of five for me. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like I said, it's right up there with the, the fly. And I have a feeling the thing are all going to be 
jockeying for position to be like my favorite horror flick of all time. Yeah, I'm looking the forward. Fly to is gonna win. Yeah. The fly is gonna win. I'm I'm really I don't see it not winning, but at the same time, because like I think the only thing that edges out, uh, well, in terms of the stories, the fly and the thing, I feel have the better stories out of all three of these movies. Yeah. It's just which one of those two are going to have the better one. It's I tough. Mean, it's going to be really tough. The fly. You, you, you straight up said the fly was in your top three of all time. So if the thing suddenly bumps it. Well, yeah, but if we're talking horror flicks, you can have movies that bump. Fly is just like, that's on my like top movies of all time. Yeah. And top three, like that's huge. <laughs> That is huge. Yeah, because you picked that. What What was it? That New Nightmare? But yeah, my top horror flicks. That's and right. My top horror flicks was New Event Nightmare, Horizon, right? Event Horizon, and uh, The Fly. That's right. And also Geek Panthers. If you haven't seen any of those movies, watch those movies. Yeah, for sure. Check out our, our, our Halloween episodes from the last couple of years. We've, we've talked some good movies. Yeah. Oh, Event Horizon. And New Nightmare. Oh, man. That was a good top three. Yeah, but like, especially because New Nightmare, if you think about it, that's a massive course correction from Freddy's Dead. Well, because Wes came back. <laughs> Freddy's Dead is like gore comedy. New Nightmare is like shit your pants. Like that actually made Freddy scary again. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's it'll be interesting to see. I feel like because I haven't seen the thing in so long, I feel like there's a very good chance that it's going to muscle these other guys out of there. I think it's a masterpiece. I mean, it is probably sixth for my horror movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> six. Six. Oh yeah, what else? Oh yeah, didn't I have uh what was your top three again? I can't remember. My top three was John Carpenter's Halloween. This is number one. Right, movie. that's right. Um, trick or treat. I was just gonna say you're wearing the shirt, so there, Sam. Yeah. Um and, uh, the descent. Yeah, I know it's oh, right. the reverse camera on these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, the descent. Oof. And, and then, that's a pretty top list too top three yeah. list yeah so then and then like the other two of my top five would be jaws and alien so the thing is like right there at number six yeah yeah jaws jaws and alien yeah those are both Oof. i can't what was my top five now i can't even remember well i think we well we only did top three on that yeah that's right that's yeah. right so i yeah. don't know i don't know i'm guessing the mm -hmm. thing will probably be in your top five well, Blob. Blob will for sure be in my top five. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, probably The Thing. Or possibly uh, It Chapter One. That was really good. That was it, a really, really good. And we will talk about It Chapter One eventually. Yeah. I, Whenever I, I watch it, it Chapter Two, that's actually when we should do it. I really want to get around to chatting about all the movies that actually make an appearance in our intro video. <laughs> You know what? Um, what I'll do then is uh, I will watch It Chapter 2, and then our next camcast after the thing will be 
it chapter one and two. Double the it. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. It uh, it chapter two is horribly disappointing, though. Just to let you know ahead of time. That's all I've heard. That's all I've heard. I've heard it's so disappointing. It's like 45 minutes too long. I don't know why they didn't have a proper editor on that movie to really pull the director back. But Uh, I also heard that like it's funnier than it should be. It well, yeah. I mean, you got Bill Hader in there, so. (laughs) Yeah, but that doesn't like. uh, It doesn't have to be. Bill Hader. No, no, but he's just, he's a hilarious dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like three hours long. It's ridiculous. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. It's freaking long. In fact, James and I were going to go watch um, Halloween 2018, the new one, at the drive-in. And it was playing at, what time was it playing at? 10 o'clock. It was playing at 10 o'clock. And then at 7.30, they had It Chapter 2 playing. So I was like... I wrote to them, I'm like, hey, just so you know, that's only two and a half hours. Uh, and it chapter two is like three hours long. So I don't think you're going to be starting Halloween at the time you're saying it's starting. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, did you end up seeing Halloween, though? We did at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, oh, I'd still go, though. I'd still you know avoid that, yeah. new, that new one's friggin' awesome. That's such a good movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you did say 2018, but for some reason I was thinking of the original. Because I'd see the original for sure in the theater. They, they said they couldn't get the rights to play the original for some reason. Oh, weird. Yeah, which is really weird. And huge- That's really weird. But I mean, that might be one of those where uh, different, like, because it might be under a different uh, studio. It is. It's a different studio than the rest. Yeah, because wasn't it like a glorified indie flick? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think, Lions- I think Lionsgate owns the rights now to it. Yeah, but they they weren't the original ones, no. No, no, they weren't. And then yeah, then Universal took over with Halloween too. So that that makes sense that there would be like issues getting that one. Yeah. So, oh well, the new one's still awesome. Have you seen that one yet? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check it out, man. Yeah, I mean. What, there's going to be a sequel to that one? Yeah, there's a new trilogy. Yeah, okay. The second well, one they, is actually supposed to come out this month. Yeah, they, they killed off Laurie Strode, right? Oh, big deal. They've done that a couple times. No, they haven't done that yet. They're saving that for the second or the third. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, because that, that's right. Because this is actually a continuation, though, right? It's a continuation of the first. They ignore the sequel and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's which sucks because I love the scene. They, they ignore the one that's on the first of November. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Sequel is really good though. It is really good, even though chronologically it makes no sense. Yeah, in terms of the title, but that's really good. And then uh, is that four and five, where they come back to? Yeah, it's definitely four and five. But it was four and five with the uh, the kid. The kid, yeah. Or is that five and six? No, it's four and five. Yeah, those two are also really good. Numbers, and then after that, it starts number, getting... Number six has Paul Rudd in it. <laughs> that's right. Every time I hear that, I always go, oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if I could take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd. He's so lucky it never killed his career. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I mean, if being in... Uh, 
Friday the 13th didn't kill Bacon's career. Yeah, but that was the first movie. This was a shoddy sixth entry in a dying yeah, franchise. Yeah, horror fans are weird, though. Like, they'll support a dying franchise. Like, I mean, how many movies did Halloween have where it was like, this is going to be the last one, this is going to be the last one, but they just kept making money. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, I guess Resurrection was the last one before Rob Zombie rebooted it. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and they've gone back to the original story again. Well, they had to because Rob Zombie, Rob Zombied that movie. <laughs> he, like, like it was, uh, what the hell was it? Oh, the, the origin flick, right? They had to show how he became how bad. And yeah. uh, it's like, you don't need it, though. He's like trailer park white trash. And it's like an hour of this kid just like going crazy and then brutally murdering another child. Like it's gross. Yeah, but the way I look at it is actually like, I think it's it's more horrifying that it was just one of those things where he just, that was it. Like like in the first movie, you know, it obviously has good parents. Like he's in a rich house. Like, you know, they're, they're well off. He's yeah. just a fucking bad apple it's just yeah. not a good person i think that's actually more horrifying because that's closer to real life or it's just no matter what happened he could have had the best upbringing and still be a fucking killer right yep yeah but know. the other part that i don't like about that is it's easier to feel sorry for michael because of his upbringing and i think that's kind of part and parcel what uh, zombie was doing because like obviously people root for for michael they're they're fans of the character just yeah. like there's like i'm a fan of uh freddy freddy krueger and stuff like that but i also if they did something similar with freddy where they tried to make his backstory a bit more tragic i'd yeah. be like no don't do that don't try and humanize him he's a fucking horrible child killer look at this uh sexy friday the 13th i bought <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Wow. It is. That's actually really Every cool. film in the franchise ever. But that whole, that box is really cool. It it's covers the, all of the different versions. Yeah. I even like how they have sack face. Yeah, they even got the sack face on the one side. Sack face with the pitchfork. You got mama's head. Mama's decaying head. Of course. Although... I remember Sackface pissed me off because they hit him with a friggin' pickaxe and his head didn't come off. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the first time that, like, uh, Jason X and uh, the Friday, the Final Friday, and um, I think Jason he- X. <laughs> oh, Jason X. I think Freddy versus Jason, too. I love Freddy versus Jason. I got to rewatch it, but. You know, it's I, one of those, like, it, it's only as good as it can be considering the circumstances. Yeah, I remember watching that with James in the theater. Neither one of <laughs> us had ever watched A Nightmare on Elm Street or A Friday the 13th film. And we were like, oh, yeah, really? This is really awesome. And we were so stoked to see these two go at it. I think that's actually probably the best way to go into it without having any uh, predilection to any type. Because, yeah. like, I... I watched both move I a couple of each movie like uh, a couple of movies from each franchise I had watched uh, but I admittedly like I said in previous campcasts I was a Freddy guy 
even now I'm, I'm a Freddy guy, no matter how, you know, awesome the Jason movies could be. I'm still like, yeah, no. Uh, although I do think that the Freddy remake is better than the Jason remake. Uh, I got to watch them again, but I remember liking the Friday one more. Yeah, whatever. Oh, come on, man. I'm also, I'm not the hugest fan of Rob Zombie, though. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really not. No, Friday's not Rob Zombie. I thought he did uh, one of the remakes. No, he did Halloween. No, I know he, I know he did Halloween. I thought for sure he did one of the remakes. No. Okay. Then I am mistaken. Negative. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. So that is the blob. That is the blob. Right there. In a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. In a see-through glass case. I got to say, man, seeing that dirt bag in the car with the girl that, you know, got the blob all over her titties, the way he goes to his trunk to fill up the drinks, I was like, fuck, that is sweet. I want one of those in my trunk. <laughs> I Like, I immediately, because uh, I forgot about that part, and then when he opened up the trunk, I was like, that fucker's prepared for date rape. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, even the handheld mixer to mix the, the drinks. Yeah. But then you realize how insane it is, because if he's driving anything more than 15 kilometers, that's the biggest mess. Yeah. Like, none of it was secured down. (laughs) Sometimes I got to shut my brain off. But at that point, I I immediately was like, wow, that guy's prepared. And then I was like, that's that's a huge mess. He he got what was coming to him. (laughs) He got what was coming to him. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. But yeah, she no, literally no. goes like, I think you've given me too much. And she's about to pass out. And then he's like, I'm going to get you more. And then starts feeling her up when she's passed out. No, no, no. Passed he out. got his. We look uncomfortable. Let's just unbutton. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh. Uh, I think actually, aside from the shady government guys, except for the one, the one that was like, look, yeah, we're horrible. He basically was like, yeah, no, once I realized what we're doing, I that's why I'm down here type of thing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they 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 locked him in and he tried getting out and then he had no choice but to be honest. But yeah, so like most of the people that get killed are just normal, like decent human beings. Like they're just living their lives. Yeah. Except for the dirtbag cop in a field. Except that guy. Yeah. And maybe the bum. We don't know the life he lived before this movie. Who knows? <laughs> we do know he loved dogs, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Some people, like, they say that, like, I'm supposed to immediately think that, oh, well, you know, he had a dog, so he's naturally a good person. But. Uh, yeah, killers never have dogs. Yeah. You know, who, you know who had a dog? You know who loved dogs? Hitler. Ooh. He loved dogs. <laughs> he did he did he actually loved he dogs i know yeah. he did yep so i was happy the dog never got though when i saw the dog there, I, was, oh. I don't remember if the dog gets it or not please don't get I it also, i also love the reaction the dog had because the dog went from like like kind of weirded out and growling at it and yeah. then scared of it i was like oh but yeah, no, I'm glad the dog didn't uh, didn't die. Oh, I forgot to to say, it's funny how it picks its victims, though. 
mm-hmm. because uh, Shawnee Smith, when she pulls the, her, well, I don't want to say boyfriend, but the dude's arm off and knocks herself out, that's a free meal right there, but it doesn't even. Her? The doctor? Where the fuck did the doctor go? That was just yeah. in the room. The guy just disappeared. <laughs> well, he got the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> once he saw that thing, once he saw the, the torso of the dude, he was like, I got to leave. I don't yep. want to know what this Something's is. I have to get out of here. So yep. he was smart. Uh, but, you know, like everyone else in that hospital or clinic or whatever the fuck it was. But Shawnee Smith gets to live, doesn't even, you know, yep. goes all out of its way to get the couple in the car. Which we saw, like they show a clip of the hospital. They're like, hey, what's going on over there? So we know it's a significant distance. Yeah, exactly. Not that I'm saying she should have died, but I guess that would be a little bit of a plot hole right there. <laughs> That's why it didn't make its budget. Too many people said, you know, everything about this movie was great, but why didn't the blob get her? It was like, I could what go. What is going on here? I go through the store and get my next meal, or. I can climb out that window, go 2.4 clicks down the road and get a couple in a car. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to burn off some of this guy I just ate. I was just thinking, I mean, maybe it was just, you know, yeah. he had to burn off that extra, extra shit that he just put in his system. Because he's got like half of a, a, an old bum. He's got half of him. Yeah. Right. Plus now he's got a, a young, vibrant teenager who was uh, on the football team. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he had to burn it off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, still, it's it's mind-boggling. It didn't even make 10 mil. Like, didn't make the budget. Yeah, that just, that's crazy. Oh. Great movie, though. I love it. Oh, yeah. I already can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. You're going to have to get the Blu-ray, I guess. Oh, no, I already got it. What? I'm yeah. Over. I, I, I have I like swear. a stack. I swear that I had it. I don't know where it went. <laughs> I have a stack of movies now that uh, I've just accumulated. I didn't even have to buy them. They just keep showing up. <laughs> I come to my house. They're in my car. I go, oh, that's interesting. I'll take it. All right, everyone, that was episode 101 of the Geek Pants Camcast, The Blob. As always, Geek Pantsers, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, all of you, for joining us, except for that Chris uh, C.R. Mercier, that guy. He could leave right now, and nobody cares. Um, Stop commenting on our our, our people's comments here. (laughs) I wonder why he does it so late. It's so weird. It's almost like he was up all night drinking. It's so weird. But anyway... Uh, as always, we can be seen on uh, the Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we can be seen on geekpantsmedia.com. We're on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcast as well. Yeah. And uh, Oh, and we're on Instagram. And we're on Instagram. Boom! So I think I nailed them all. You did. You got all of them today. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you like really being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew I was missing I like one. So He's going to forget I Instagram again. <laughs> I clocked it and I said, no, I did not say Instagram. So, so thanks, Ken, You're for welcome. helping me You're have welcome. a great outro. You are welcome, sir. And, and thank you in advance you. for the all editing. You. You're welcome, too. And thanks, all of you. <laughs> <laughs>